welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, Deandra Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be, until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality, and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom, and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day, an amazing week. Y'all, oh my gosh. So I'm so happy to be sitting down here and recording this episode. I have spent the last day trying to record this episode, and whenever that happens, like, Essentially, I sat down, I had a plan of what I was going to record. This episode was initially going to be an episode all about comparisonitis, how to deal with comparisonitis. And if that is something that interests you, do not worry, that episode is still going to be coming down the pipeline. But essentially, I was having so much trouble like articulating my words and talking about comparisonitis. And it got to the point where I realized, okay, this just obviously is not happening right now and not that I needed to scrap the idea but it was just that that's not what was meant to come out at the time and so I'm currently sitting down I'm gonna set the scene for y'all y'all love when I set the scene for you guys so I'm currently sitting down in my living room I have the there's like a kitchen window so our living room is like right next to our kitchen and the kitchen has this beautiful like window sliding door that opens up to the backyard and I've just kind of like opened up the curtains to let the sun in I live in Boston so it's snowed a couple days ago and so there's still snow on the ground and the sun I just love the way the sun reflects off the snow it just like looks super bright and I don't know it's just it's like a nice scene and I have a lot of trees in the backyard so it's just kind of like that wooded or not that wooded it's not a wooded scenery it's like a scenery of like bare trees and snow and sunlight and it's really pretty and I'm sitting on the living room floor on the carpet and it's a little cold to have my robe on because I hate when I have the heat on when I'm recording a podcast episode and all you can hear in the background is the heat like doing its thing it's like okay like I'm glad I'm being kept warm but you got to keep it down like baby girl's trying to record an episode right now so that was just a scene set for you guys and it's a beautiful 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 Thursday morning and I was just feeling really called to sit down and record I actually I don't know what is going to come out in this episode I have so much to say and I didn't plan anything I didn't write down any notes so apologies in advance if this is kind of all over the place but I feel like it's been a minute since we've had a true like sit down episode where I've just come on here and just like let my voice flow like usually I, I have like I said like either notes or bullet points or things are sort of planned in the way where it's you know I'm I'm trying to be 
obviously honoring myself, but obviously honoring the strategy behind the content that I'm creating to make sure that it is hitting home and resonating with you guys. I just felt really called to sit down and be like, listen, like we chilling, we in the living room, like we we gonna we gonna talk about some things today. Okay, we gonna talk about some things. So I actually had this really expansive conversation with my friend Madison yesterday. And if you guys don't know Madison, she was actually on an episode of this podcast. I think I forget the name of it and what number, but it was a spiritual like entrepreneur episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, if you're not sure who Madison is, go ahead and check out that episode because it's really, really good. We are in a mastermind together. So I actually launched a mastermind last month with Madison and a couple other women, um, female entrepreneurs that are in my circle that I just feel really connected to and I always have amazing, expansive conversations with. And so we decided to hop on a call because I was feeling panicked. She was feeling panicked. And we were like, I was like, listen, girl, because we always send each other a ton of like voice notes back and forth on Instagram. And I was like, girl, I'm sending you like a million voice notes right now, like blowing up your phone. Let's just hop on a call. Let's just talk. So we got on this phone call and it was such a beautiful phone conversation because in a a matter of like, it was like two and a half, maybe three hours, we went from a scatterbrained place of panic and confusion and sort of like self-doubt starting to creep in to a place where we left off that conversation feeling good. Like your girl was like, okay, bet. Like, let's do the damn thing. Like we ready to go. And I kind of want to give you guys a little bit of insight into what that conversation was and, and some of the things that we came to or some of the conclusions that we came to during that conversation. And so the conversation basically started off because Madison and I were both kind of in a a place of, like I said, panic and just kind of like self-doubt was starting to creep in. And before I get into that, I want to I'm trying to figure out like how to tell this story because there are so many parts to it and there are so many things that are connected to my past. But I want to take you guys back to this time last year. And if you have listened to some of my previous episodes, you kind of know where I was around this time last year. But I kind of want to tell you guys just in case you haven't listened to those episodes or in case you just sort of need a refresher because it gives context to the conversation that Madison and I had. So around this time last year, I decided to start my first service-based business. So as you guys know, I'm very entrepreneurial. I have been creating businesses, selling things just in the marketing and sales world ever since I was a kid, you guys. Like this stuff is my passion. And when I mean this stuff, I mean creating. I mean taking something from idea to bringing it into the world as a a physical product or as just something, right? And I guess I shouldn't even say that this was my first service-based business last year because as a kid, I had you know, service-based businesses as well. But this was my first, I guess, service-based business as an adult. Previous to that, I had a product-based business, which first started off as Nicolette Cosmetics and then morphed into Olea Skincare. And if you are someone who's ever purchased my skincare or um, really liked my skincare, do not worry, skincare is coming back down the road. That is something that I am super, super passionate about, just like skincare and organic and vegan skincare and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where I was. Last year, around this time, I was like, you know what? I want to do service. And it started off with me kind of in this place where I was diving into branding and web design. And as you guys know, it was something that I decided to dive into because I loved it. Like I love designing. I have a really good eye, I think. And I thought, you know, maybe this is something I could do for other people. I have built 
you know, up brands myself. I have worked at companies helping them build their brands. Like this is something I'm obviously very knowledgeable about. But here's the thing, you guys, um, when you're good at something and when something comes naturally to you, it does not always mean that you have to make money from it. And that's something that I have been having to learn that it's okay to have hobbies. It's okay to enjoy doing something and not make money from it. So that business kind of fizzled very quickly because I ended up getting some beta clients for that. And I realized quickly on, which is a blessing that I was not like for the, the brand strategist world necessarily in the way that I was building that business. And so it morphed into me hiring a business coach, my first business coach and me working with that coach to create my first business, my first service-based business. And that was a business centered around spirituality. And I wanted to speak to women about how to include and incorporate different spiritual practices into their life, much like what I'm doing right now. Okay, keep that in mind. So that's sort of what happened. I started to create that business. I started to post that content. I started to get very consistent. I had this whole plan. The business coach helped me map things out. And it was super cool to have someone on my side who was like my cheerleader, who was having, you know, I think we had like weekly calls or bi-weekly calls. I can't remember how often the calls were, but we had a certain amount of calls. We were diving into strategy. We were diving into me getting clear about who was my audience, like all of these things. And mind you, mind you, when I hired a business coach, I think I hired a business coach more from a place of wanting to invest and really show myself that I was taking this seriously. Because at the end of the day, I have experience, um, not just in the, the working world, but I got my master's in advertising and marketing communications. I went to school for this stuff. Like, I know how to do this. This is stuff that I've done in my life for years. So I didn't hire a business coach because I didn't know how to market. I didn't hire a business coach because I didn't know how to build a business. I hired a business coach because I, at that point, I felt like that was the push I needed. When I like handed over $2,000, and I'll be really honest with you guys and transparent, I handed over $2,000 to a business coach to work with me. It wasn't about how do I build a business? It was about me feeling like here's $2,000. Here's energy. Here's me saying this is me investing in my business. And what am I going to get from this? Right? I want to get a transformation. And that's what happens when you invest in things like obviously when you, you know, hand over a lot of money for something like you about to work hard because you want to see your money like turn into something else. You want to see that transformation, right? And so I went into it having this spiritual business. And I want to say around the halfway mark of working with my coach, something changed. I remember saying to her that I think that I want to go into business coaching. At the time, I felt like, I remember feeling like, okay, as a spiritual coach, I wasn't sure what transformation I was providing my clients. I remember having beta clients and I remember working with them on their spiritual practices, but I wasn't sure how I could help them. And with business coaching, it was really clear how I could help people. Like I said, I had gone to school for this. I had done this in my own life, in my nine to fives, in my corporate career. And so I knew the steps. I knew how to take someone from, I just have this idea to, okay, now here's your business. You have incorporated, you have all the systems and strategies in place. Like I taught them email marketing. I could teach them social media marketing. Like I knew how to take someone from that situation in that place of what the fuck am I doing 
to, okay, now I have a business that is working. I have a business that is something. And I think for me, I found myself in a place where I wanted to become a business coach because it was really clear what I could provide. And it was really clear the result that I could tell people I could give them. Right. Versus with spirituality, a lot of the work you do, the inner work, sometimes it's hard to see anything changing in your life. Sometimes with the spiritual work, it's really hard to see what is changing, what is evolving. And it doesn't. And the thing is, with spirituality and spiritual work, a lot of times you can't see the change in how much you've grown until you're presented with a similar situation again, which is what we're going to get into in a second. So I decided to go into business coaching. And at the minute I made that switch, I remember having women reach out to me to uh, work with me as a coach. I remember feeling like this was it. I was at this crossroads or this fork in the road, right? On the one hand, I could keep going as a business coach. And I knew, like I knew based on the response I was getting, the feedback, the results I was providing, I knew that if I kept going as a business coach, I could replace my corporate salary by the end of the year. I I knew, like I literally was like, this is this is working. Like this is happening. Like I know what I'm doing. They know I know what I'm doing. And this is it, right? On the other side, the other path, the other like part of the fork, the other prong, I guess, to the road was was me deciding I didn't want to do business coaching anymore. The other side was me saying, I see this taking off. And I can choose to ride this wave and go with it, or I can choose to stop right here, stop, stop it in its tracks. This decision was made after I'd stopped working with the coach, of course, because I don't think she would have let me stop. I honestly can't remember everything I was thinking when I made this decision, except there was something in me that knew that helping people build businesses while it was making impact and while I could deliver a tangible result, I don't think that I was super passionate about it. And it's crazy because I'm really passionate about teaching. Ever since I was a kid, I I also wanted to be a teacher. So I would have these businesses, but I would also play teachers all the time. I would like line my teddy bears up. I would make quizzes. Sometimes I'd make my mom attend the classes and I would teach. And I think that's why I was such a good student in school, because a lot of times what I learned in class, I would go home and teach my students. And obviously, you know, that's reinforcing whatever I'm learning in school. So I think that's another reason why I was a really good student because they say you know something really well when you can teach it right I enjoyed the teaching aspect of business coaching but for me it was a lot of this masculine energy the way that I taught business was a lot of okay here are the numbers here are the KPIs to look out for here's how to measure them here's how to analyze here's how to strategically write emails for for a certain open rate here's how to set up your bio here's how like it was a lot of these very masculine energy strategies and that's what I thought I needed. And of course, it didn't help that the minute I switched from spiritual coaching to business, that that's when I started to see traction. And it was really confusing to me because I remember feeling like, okay, the thing that I really enjoy, I wasn't necessarily seeing the the result or not the result, but I wasn't seeing people reach out to me the way they were when I was doing the thing that I wasn't as passionate about, but I was just good at. Let's bring it back to the conversation with Madison and I from yesterday. So when we got on the phone, I remember telling Madison that 
I was like, should I go into business coaching? Should I, should I kind of transition into spiritual business coaching? And it is not lost on me how uncanny this whole thing is, right? Because a year later, I'm in a similar ass position. Granted, it's Manifest Daily and I'm not using DeAndre Nicola. I'm using the Manifest Daily. And granted, you know, it, 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 things, are, things are a little bit different, but it's so uncanny how similar they are, right? So I'm doing the spiritual work right now. And I found myself recently in a position where I was wondering if I should add business or if I should be teaching business. And it literally went back to the same conversation that I had with myself last year. And it went back to the same place that I was in last year where honestly, I felt fair. It was this place of there's something that I enjoy doing, but can I actually make a sustainable business and living out of doing this? Or do I need to teach the things that people think are successful. Part of the conversation that I had with Madison was all around this uh, this idea or the understanding of masculine and feminine energy, right? Because when you think of business uh, traditionally, you think of a lot of masculine things. You think of, again, like the numbers and the just the very like masculine things, the masculine ways of approaching things with strategy, not looking at intuition, but looking at facts, not being compassionate, but being very cutthroat. That is, if we're being very honest, how business has been traditionally and continues to be traditionally looked at. On the other side, you look at something like spirituality and the way people compartmentalize spirituality into this thing where a lot of it is the divine feminine, right? So it's the the compassion, the intuition, the nurture, the things that we traditionally think of as feminine in nature. For me, it was almost this, this limiting belief that in order to be successful, in order to create a successful business, I had to only or lean into the masculine and neglect the feminine. I think that was a really hard realization to come to because I believe our society really, especially just in the United States, I'm, I'm going to specifically talk about the United States society, really emphasizes masculine traits. If you think about women who are in business, right? I remember I went to this panel one time and it was a panel of women who had climbed the corporate ladder and they were in really, really prestigious positions in corporate, like VPs, CEOs, like really prestigious positions. They were asked about the things that they had to do in order to get to their position, what sort of advice they had for other women who aspired to be in a similar place in their career later on. And a lot of their advice and strategies at the very core of it was rooted in neglecting their femininity and adopting more masculine traits in order to survive and not only survive, but to thrive in the workplace and climb the corporate ladder. Like I heard women talking about, you know, cutting their hair super short so that they didn't appear too feminine. They wouldn't curl their hair. They would uh, make sure to dress in certain suit, like pantsuit attire. They would, some women would deepen their voice slightly uh, when they were in meetings. They would make sure that they, they carried themselves a certain way when they were in a meeting and it was them with a group of men because in their eyes, 
to adopt or to to lean into their femininity in any way in the workplace was to say that they were not worthy of climbing the ladder. They were not worthy of being in a position of power because traditionally, let's face it, in this society, women are not usually in positions of power. And when we see a woman in a position of power, that's something that we clap for. And I mean, now it's becoming a little bit more common, but even in that, like even in the fact that we're now sort of realizing that obviously women are, they, they, they're worthy of being in these positions, it's still rare. It's still rare. And not only that, right? But it's like, I can't deny the fact that I'm a woman of color. And even within that, when you bring in ethnicity and race into the, into the mix, it's like that adds a whole other layer of of self-limiting beliefs around there that are rooted in our system, that are rooted in the patriarchal system that we have created. The system that says that masculinity wins, the system that says that traditionally whiteness was equivalent to power. It's It was really hard for me to come to that realization that I basically held on to this belief that in order to have a successful business, I had to lean into the masculine and neglect the feminine. And this business as it stands is very, very leaned in toward the feminine. The things that I talk about, right? There are things that are masculine in nature when I talk about sort of taking back your power. And because when we think of power, we think of that as a masculine trait, like literally sit with that for a second, think of it. When you think of power, usually you think of masculinity. As I'm trying to dismantle those beliefs within myself, I'm trying to help you guys dismantle those beliefs within yourselves too. Because honestly, if I'm getting really, really honest, I want to speak to women. Like, I know there are probably men that listen to this podcast and I know that there are some men on my email list and a lot of them unsubscribe after when I, you know, say girl a lot or, you know what I'm saying? But it's the fact that I think I speak to women because I I really feel strongly about just like female empowerment and just equality. Like, oh my gosh, I remember. So I studied psychology and sociology in school. If you guys didn't know, um, for undergrad, I was a psych and sociology double major. And I remember like anytime I would like go to the club and have a couple drinks, like Lord, oh my gosh, I was that person that was like, I was over there talking about how fucked up we treated women in society. Like that was my thing. Like whenever I got super tipsy or drunk, I was just like spewing a bunch of stuff and complaints about, how we treated women in society like that was my thing or I would just observe certain things at the club that I didn't like and I think the club is such a perfect place to observe this but just the way that women are are treated especially at the club it would literally disgust me and I would just I mean like we won't even get into that right now but that was really hard for me to come to the realization of in coming to that realization it was then a matter of okay it's not about me wanting to go into business, right? It's not about me wanting to teach business because I want to teach business. It is about me being afraid that in teaching the the feminine side or embracing the, the more divine feminine, like I guess, knowledge and in creating a business that was more attuned with feminine energy versus I guess more masculine um, know-how that it wasn't going to be successful and so there was a fear around that and there still is you guys I'm being completely honest there still is it's really interesting because I see a lot and it's also about take like the intake of stuff right because I think that when you're 
on social media a lot, which I am on social media a lot, just kind of like, you know, on Instagram, like just posting, commenting and engaging with people on Instagram. I see a lot of stuff and I see a lot of people who are going into business coaching. And so when you see a lot of people that are going into something like business coaching and they're making a lot of money, like let's be honest out here, like business is a lucrative industry, marketing, advertising business. There's a reason it costs like companies millions millions of dollars to post an ad like let's not even go into um tv spots during the super bowl like do you understand how much money goes into the advertising the marketing industry like i remember sitting in meetings and hearing numbers tossed around for 15 second 30 second 60 second spots and it was insane the amount of money that goes into this stuff, the amount of money that goes into just like putting your messaging and your branding all over so that at the end of the day, someone thinks of, you know, whatever your your company is and they think of your brand immediately, like your top of mind, the amount of money that goes into this stuff. So it business and marketing and advertising, they're lucrative industries. It's almost been really hard for me to sit here and say, I want to build something that honestly doesn't really have much to do with that. And that's all I've really known for my entire career. So to sit here and be building a business that's based in returning to yourself, that's based in authentic alignment, that's based in getting to know your gifts, your passion, your purpose in this world and embracing it and showing up as who you are. Like, it's really hard to essentially like, neglect what I've learned and what I've been taught and what I've been doing for years and not even neglect because I feel like that has just such a, a negative connotation but it's hard to to really embrace the new or, or to embrace what feels very authentic and aligned with me because again traditionally it's it hasn't been seen as successful or it hasn't been seen as lucrative oh my gosh I had like another thought too that was like going in my head but it's also oh the other thing I was gonna say too is one of the things that also makes it really hard too is if we're gonna go back to the whole woman of color thing like when you see like when you're in an industry or when you're trying to do anything right and you look at role model it's kind of like Lacey Phillips example of expanders where she talks about people doing what you want to do and when they've had a similar journey or story as you it's, it's very easy for your mind to look at them and see that they're an expander for your subconscious and, and be a proof like be proof that you can have and do that thing too one of the things that also makes it really hard for me is that there aren't a lot of at least I haven't seen and if you guys have seen them like point them out to me because I only know off the top of my head I can literally name all the women of color that I know in the spiritual space like Miriam I don't know how to say her last name is it Hasna Miriam Hasna like Lala Delia um Tatiana Tarot on on Twitter and I think she has an Instagram too there's also a spiritual group for women of color I forget the the name but they have um they sometimes have events and I forget the name of it but like that's another one that I found but like that's 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 it I think another thing that trips me up too is that in this space there was a lot of, okay, so I was telling this to Madison, there's a lot of like regurgitation of the same information and it frustrates me. I have this problem in 
my nine to five role, I had this problem when I was a business coach and I have this problem now because when I was a business coach, for example, there's a certain way that I was taught to do things. Okay. So my coach did things a certain way. And when she did things a certain way, it's because her coach taught her how to do things. And that was lucrative for her coach. That was lucrative for her. And so she taught me how to create business or service-based business as a coach in a certain way in order to be lucrative, in order to be successful. Right. And it's sort of like how people say, like, don't we invent the wheel because like if it works it works like why would you do something differently if it's already working right and that's why on my website I talk about or like in my about page I say like I, I reinvented the the wheel or I'm like reinventing my wheel because that's something that like I literally have such a problem with and I don't know if it's my Aquarius rising it probably is but I just don't like to be told that I have to do something in a certain way and it's not even out of like stubbornness and I guess maybe part of it is like stubborn but a lot of it for me is that okay people like we would not have certain things we would not have a lot of things in this world if someone hadn't said there's another way to do this if someone had not gone out of their way to try something new do you know what i mean like certain design patterns um certain technology medicine like so many things that have been created in this world that have created and forged a new path that have become things that people are like oh shit like that's so dope has all like they've been done because someone has decided like I'm not going to do this in the same way that has already been done like why would I do that and so when I first started that service-based business I was doing things in the way that I was taught and that's why in the manifest daily intro I say that I stopped doing things the way people told me I should because I did that's another reason why I stopped doing business coaching I was like I don't want to have to do like do things in this way follow this specific system like I get it I don't, I'm not sitting here and saying it doesn't work because obviously like I would be dumb to say that like it obviously works because people are obviously doing it and making money I get that there's a part of me that I've always sort of been upset with <laughs> and I'm sorry I have to I'm growing to love it but there's a part of me that I've been upset with the part of me that doesn't want to conform or that doesn't want to follow the path because if I were to follow the path and conform life honestly might be a lot easier for me I might want to conform and stay at a nine to five and obviously again if you're in a nine to five and you're loving it and you're thriving girl baby girl do your thing it just wasn't for me if I didn't have that like personality trait that part of me like I would probably be doing this business coaching in the same way and I would be very successful at it again the wheel is already made if you follow that path it's basically like with consistency, it's a sure fire path to success. And I guess, I mean, I don't know if we should say everything is a sure thing, but I think that's a sure thing. If you're consistent and you're following specific system, you're gonna get like people get results, right? But there's a part of me that doesn't like that. And bringing it back to the spirituality world or the spiritual world, I remember feeling like I had to do things a certain way. And I was like, but why though? But why? <laughs> because for me, one thing that I've started to really embrace and notice is that when I operate from a place of intuitive guidance, from inspired action, from just doing shit because I can get a nudge to do it, like I have so much fun. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you would see that the other day I just bought an iPad. Girl, I have no business buying no damn iPad, but I literally was feeling so called to do it because there was this app called Procreate where I was seeing people like draw and do and I was like, I want to do that. 
And so I got like the cheapest one they had because I didn't need like a lot of storage. I got an Apple pencil and I've been just like drawing every day and it's fun. It's fun. Like there was no sort of like there was no sort of end game to it for me. Like I wasn't doing it out of strategy. I wasn't doing it like, oh my God, like this is going to lead me to this. This is going to lead me to this. This is going to lead me to this. I did it because I felt a ping. I had the nudge. I let it sit for a couple of days and I still felt it. And I was like, you know what? I just sold something on eBay. The money came through. I'm going to go pick up the iPad today. And then ever since then, I've been drawing. I like to follow those, those nudges because they lead me to fun places. Like what is life if you're not having fun? Like, I get we're here to make money and well, not even here to make money. We're here to just have fun. Like, obviously, you got to make money and like your bills are due and stuff like that. But who's to, like, why are we telling people that that's the whole purpose? Like, why are we telling people you need to make a lot of like, you don't need to make a lot of money to, to be happy. Like, you need to make the money that you want to make. For some people, millionaire lifestyle, that's the lifestyle they want to live. They want to be a millionaire. For other people, $80,000 a year living in, I don't know, like the middle of the United States on a farm is like a beautiful life. And I love baby pigs. So I'm, that might be me. Okay. That might be me. So I don't know, especially with the spiritual world. It's like, there's this narrative being pushed, this narrative of like, you have to do certain things. And within spirituality, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, it's not, this is not a religion. Cause if you think about religion and the difference between religion and spirituality with religion, it's like, it's organized. It's, you know, you have people who, um, depending on what their religion is, they may have to go pray at a certain time. They may be asked to go to church on certain days. They may be asked to read certain passages of the Bible the Quran or the whatever on certain days right and so that is more that's how I like to think of religion it's organized it's almost like there's a bit of a rule book there's a bit of a rule book because you're taught to do things in a certain way in a certain way to make sure that you're set for whatever afterlife that you believe in the difference between that and spirituality for me is with spirituality it is about you it's about you uncovering the layers of whatever has been placed upon you in this world we come into this world pure and innocent and without any sort of uh, mask right and where over the years we are we learn and we learn and we learn and we learn how to be so many different things how we need to speak how we need to act how we need to think, what we need to do to be successful, what we need to not do. And for me, the process of being a spiritual being has nothing to do with meditating X amount of times per day. It has nothing to do with tarot cards. It has nothing to do with your sage. It literally has nothing to do with any of that shit. All it has to do with is about you unlearning unlearning all of the things that you were taught you had to be in order to be you because those things are not you every single thing every single thing that your parents may have knowingly or unknowingly taught you your school your workplace like it's about unlearning that shit and realizing that at the end of the day you get to decide who you want to be like nobody can sit here and tell you who you need to be and so it, I'm getting so emotional because it pisses me off. Like it makes me so mad when people sit here and they're telling you that you need to do a certain thing to be spiritual. Like what, like y'all, like, are you dumb? 
Like that is literally the opposite of spirituality. Like we're here to return to ourselves. We're here to unlearn who we've been taught to be. And so you're telling me I need to do X, Y, and Z to be, to be considered a spiritual being? At that point, now you're trying to place expectations on me about who I need to show up as in this world. And if anyone, if anyone is out there telling you that you need to be a certain type of person to be spiritual, run far away from that person. Because even in my practices, even in what I've, what I tell you guys, and you know, I, I don't think I've ever said you need to do this. You need to do this. Only thing I've said that you need to do is you need to stop listening to other people about who the fuck you should be. And if for you, if honestly you choose to say X, Y, and Z is my label, do it because you choose to do it, right? That's the only thing that I have ever tried to preach and say is like everything that you want to do when you want to be, do it because of you. Like, and if for some reason you uncover that something beneath or some sort of desire that you have is not true to who you are or not true to what you want or doesn't feel aligned anymore, dig deeper and ask yourself, where did you learn that? Where did you learn that you needed to be someone or act a certain way? And then if you don't align with that, unlearn that shit, get rid of it. Because it doesn't serve you any longer to be sitting around here in this world, like putting on a facade of who you think you should be because you think it's going to make you more successful or you think it's going to make you more likable or more attractive. Like it's just, it's, we're done. Like that literally makes no sense. It makes no sense when you think about it. It makes no sense, but that's what people are doing every single day. People are waking up every single day and they are putting on a mask and they're going out into this world and pretending every single day. And that kills people. That shit causes stress. That shit causes like hemorrhages. Like that shit kills people. So like that, no, we're, we're over it. We're so over it. I think I had something else to say, but like literally now I can't remember. I have now, I'm now turned up. I'm lit y'all. Okay. <laughs> and so I actually, so one thing I did this morning it's like, I don't know if you guys know Natalie Bright, but she is a, I don't even know what to call her. I like, she's, I guess like if you wanted to put a label on her, she's a spiritual business mentor, spiritual business coach. But here's the thing that I really like about her. When I found her, I could tell she literally didn't give a fuck. She was just being her. She has a membership and I enrolled in her membership this morning because I have seen how other, um, spiritual people conduct business coaching and I haven't necessarily felt aligned with that but I felt very aligned with her because she spoke a message of finding your authentic self or creating a business rather where you could show up as your authentic self and deliver I think she calls it like medicine deliver your medicine or your way of teaching in the way that you came here to do. Like basically finding the way that you help people and delivering that help in the way that is very unique to you. And by doing that, you explode your business. You take it from barely there to explosive growth because now you're really living your truth. And if I'm being completely honest with you guys, I don't think I found that yet for myself. I don't think I found that yet. And that frustrates me sometimes because I am someone who I'm very like, 
goal oriented. I'm very like, if I have the clarity, I can go, go, go. And if I have the clarity and the passion behind me, like can't nobody stop me. But I think for me that this year is about trying things and finding my clarity. That's why I've launched Goal Getter Manifestation, the six week group program that I'm currently enrolling for. And I actually also mentioned on Instagram that I was like thinking of launching a membership. And that's something that I've been thinking about doing for like over a year now. And for me, it's more about like not just finding the method in which I want to teach and the method in which I want to bring my services and my knowledge to the light. So whether that be through a group program like I'm doing now, whether that be through um, a membership, because I, I love the idea of memberships because I like the idea of offering something at like a lower price point so that anyone and everyone can have access to it. And I like the idea of allowing people to choose when they want to opt in and out. So say if you're in a membership and after six months, you feel like you've done all the work that you need to at this time and you leave and maybe later on you come back that's a thing or maybe you're in the membership and you're a, a member a founding member and you're a member for life like I like the idea of memberships for that reason there are certain things that are in this online education world I don't love and that I find are not authentic to me like I like I said you guys I'm a creator and that's another reason why I like the idea of memberships too because the way Natalie has hers is kind of similar to <clears throat> what I like or what I think I would want to do because her membership she's just creating shit and she's just putting things in there and I like that because I like ideas will come to me so many ideas will come to me but a lot of times strategically if I can't figure out how to package them and make them into a thing it doesn't I have to let the idea go kind of or put it in my back pocket and I like the idea of a membership because that would actually um, be a place where I could create so many things that feel aligned and put them in one place to help you guys. So I'm feeling really called to ask you if if this is something you would be interested in. I'm going to actually put a wait list in the show notes so you can sign up for a wait list. I don't know when this would be coming. I kind of have an idea of what it would look like. But right now, like I said, I'm really working through my authentic gifts and how I want to show up in this world. Details on the membership I don't have for you right now. But if you like my energy, if you like what if you just if you're feeling called, man, like honestly, like you, you know, you know, if you'd want to be on the wait list or not like I'm not gonna try to like you you already know okay so if you if this is something that you want to hear about when I put together more details when they come to me go ahead and fill out the wait list and I'll I'll put something together I'll see what ideas come to me and depending on how many people we have on the wait list if this is something that interests you guys I want to gauge the interest on it one thing that I'm doing right now is going through Natalie's membership and I'm just trying to peel back more layers because the conversation yesterday with Madison just exposed me to the fact that as much as, as much work as I've done and as far as I've come there are still layers there. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, the way that you can measure spiritual growth is by if something pops back up that's really similar to what you've gone through before, but your reaction and your response is different, you can measure the growth that way. And so for me, this was the same ass cycle, y'all. The same cycle. The same thought, the same feeling of, I don't know if I can be successful 
if I can create the business of my dreams, if I can create the life of my dreams with just a spiritual business. I might need to add business coaching into it. I might need to show women how to build businesses. And because this is something I know, this is something I've done all my career. I have the credentials. I have the resume to prove it. If they see that, they'll want to work with me. But it's not about that. It's literally not about that. You know what I mean? It's about me peeling back that layer of believing that only masculine traits, masculine businesses or businesses that really lean more into the masculine can be successful. And of course, in any place, anything that you're doing it is a blend. It is a mix of the masculine and the feminine. It is a blend of strategy and intuition, a blend of fact, right? And intuition or a blend of, I don't even think there is a, listen, we're going to take uh, competition out the mix because I don't think competition needs to be blended into anything. Compassion is there. This business, this vision that I have leans into the masculine in some aspects, but it leans heavily into the feminine. And I need to find myself in a place where I am really accepting and loving the feminine parts of myself, the feminine parts of my being. I want to honor my intuition more. I want to honor compassion more, right? This idea that as women, as people, we can build ourselves up together. We do not need to compete and squash other people in order to climb. We can all climb together or you can climb and then you reach down and you bring someone else up with you. These are the things that I want to honor as I build this. And honestly, you guys, I am learning so much in my journey right now. So much, so much. I feel like this month for me has felt like an entire six months with the amount of things that have transpired in this entire one month. And we are not even done. As it stands, I think it's like the 23rd as I'm recording this. Things are changing. This is a new world. This is a new paradigm. This is a new shift. As such, I want to honor myself, my intuition, my calling, my authentic gifts more. And so for me, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how that will transpire on social. Um, one thing that I know is gonna, is gonna change is that while I love some of the traditional tools of spirituality or that manifestation introduces, such as scripting. I talk a lot about scripting. Scripting has worked really well for me, such as honoring the moon, such as crystal work, uh, the spiritual laws of the universe, those types of things. I will, my aim is to find my authentic way to bring those tools into play a little bit more. Because like I said, I don't want to regurgitate information that's already out there. Like I want to put my own flavor on it and really bring you guys a level of understanding and a level of a level of spiritual work that you can't find with anyone else. That's what I want to do. And so for me, it is finding out how I express myself. Like I said, the artwork is really new for me and really fun. Um, I've been adding some of that artwork into my social posts on Instagram. So some of the original art, that really is fun for me. Does it, I mean, at the end of the day, strategically, some people may say it doesn't serve a purpose, but for me, it serves the purpose of feeling aligned, of feeling like this is, this is me. I want to create more tools and more rituals that really align with 
how I feel like you can really return to yourself. So this is a learning process for me as well. And there are things that I'm always going to be unlearning. We're always going to be unlearning. But I want to help you guys by bringing original tools that I have created or I have channeled that are going to help you. There's so many things that I want to do. And I think it's about really just having fun with it. At the end of the day, I've always said to myself, I don't want to leave one cage to build myself another. I don't want to leave a working world where I don't feel like I'm my authentic self. Like I can't express who I am, what I love, what I care about and build a business where I can't do the same. That doesn't make sense to me. If you're going to create a business, like create something that you love, something that you can't wait to get up every day to do and to speak and to live. Because this is really, really important to me. That's something that's, I guess, going to change a little bit is that you'll see me just experimenting more. You'll see me finding new ways to really bring whatever truth I have to the surface in a way that feels really authentic to me. There are some things that are going to change but there are other things that may stay the same. I'm going to bring you guys along as usual on this journey. And uh, we'll have a couple more of these sit down episodes because I think these are really fun. This has been super cathartic for me in order to just release. It's crazy because like I said, I was recording an episode and I, I recorded this episode yesterday. I tried to uh, record an episode yesterday and it was it was like such a block and this episode has just flowed out like no other easily seamlessly fun and just cathartic like I said and oh another thing that's happening and this may be a TMI I don't know like if this is a TMI whatever another thing that I am looking forward to exploring with you guys and bring you on this journey is so I'm currently on birth control I have an IUD I have the hormonal one and I'm actually getting it removed tomorrow. So I've been feeling call to remove it for years now, actually. And I'm honoring that. So the reason I haven't really removed it is, well, I tried to remove it once and I have been, so they have to double check, but I was diagnosed with a bleeding disorder when I was younger and they have to do another blood test uh, next month to see if to see which type I have and how we can better manage it because I've just expressed to doctors I don't want to be on um, hormonal birth control anymore. And one of my reasons for that is that I actually really want to get more in tune with my body. As women, we have these cycles and a lot of times the cycles are connected or really in tune with the cycles of the moon. And there's a lot that you can learn about your body and just about your energy by observing your cycles. And so that's something I actually really want to start doing is to start to figure out like wh how, what does my cycle even look like? Like I've been on birth control since I was, since I was like a kid, like, like 12 or 13, no, not 12, like maybe 13 because, because of the bleeding disorder, because it is a lot of heavy bleeding and I was anemic for a long time, um, a lot of things happening with that. And so, you know, there is a part of me that's going to have to find another medical way to deal with that and, and control that in a sense. But I do believe that right now I'm being called to be more in tune with my cycles and observe, right? How does my energy flow when I'm on my cycle? What happens days before? What happens days after? How does this impact the way I show up in my business? How does this impact the way I can manifest? There's a lot of things that I think are 
rooted in our period cycles that I really want to start digging into and understanding. I hope that's not TMI because I do kind of want to bring you guys along that journey with me and start kind of digging into that once I do start and keeping you guys updated on what I observe energetically happens around that time. And there are a lot of things that I just, I'm really curious to learn about myself that I think that I have been blocked from learning and understanding and deconditioning because of the hormonal birth control. Not a doctor. I'm just saying intuitively, this is what I feel about my body. And despite the the whole um, bleeding disorder thing, I do think that I am being really called to take this next step and really dive even deeper into the world of being in tune with myself. And as as it goes with intuition, I do think our bodies say a lot about or our bodies tell us a lot of things and we can learn a lot by what is happening with our body and not just our cycles, but just other things that are happening. So that's another thing I'm going to be exploring. And I hope you guys are excited for that. I'm really excited to just kind of like dive into that journey and and see what's there. And um, I'm excited. I, I don't think I, I feel like I don't think I've ever met someone who's been as excited to start a period in like explore what that means but 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 yeah thank you guys for tuning into this episode I hope that it has been expansive and good and juicy and I am I'm looking forward to just just unlearning (laughs) the year of unlearning and I am looking forward to continue to evolve on the show and to continue to get to know you guys better and to get to know me better and to see what is in store for 2020 because this is as you've heard from the astrologers you've heard from myself you probably feel it this is going to be an amazing year it already is I hope you guys feel the energy I hope that you are excited for everything that's in store so like I said I'm going to Uh, mention this one other time for the membership if this is something that interests you if you are curious to learn more about it once I channel more information or start working on it I think I want to just gauge interest before I or maybe I'll just dive into it I don't know we'll see we'll see however I feel like maybe I'll dive into it and even if there's no interest I'll create because like I said I'm someone that loves to create so I need to I have a lot of things in my head that I need to get out into like physical 3D form. And I think that the membership will be a really awesome place to do this. So this is something that, again, I want to make sure it's affordable and everything like that. I might ask you guys about what price point you would be comfortable with. And be honest with me, I'm thinking $20 a month or $22 a month. I know Natalie's is 22 a month and I, I feel good paying that amount. I feel like I it's not breaking my bank by any means, but um, I am paying enough where I'm going to be in there doing the work. But you guys let me know and I will put that waitlist down down below. Um, I might make it like a form so I can ask you guys about the price point thing. But if this is something that interests you, go ahead and just check that out in the show notes. And I am so grateful to have you guys here listening in. And thank you. Just thank you for listening to this It's not a rant, but this episode where I just got to get really raw and really honest with my feelings and really vulnerable and transparent. And I always appreciate 
the moments where I get to sit down in front of the mic and just let myself like speak and let let myself just say everything that is on my heart and on my mind. So thank you again for being here and for listening. And I will see you guys in or on Instagram and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave me a review of what you think about this podcast. It would make my day and it would help other people discover this podcast, people that really need to hear these words. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.